That's so awesome. Glory. Glory, glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just so honored to be standing here tonight. And right now I just yield this platform to the Father, to the Son, the Holy Spirit. I just pray that, Lord, you put a cold in my lips and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, my Lord and my Redeemer. I just praise you and thank you. Lord, give us, give us ears to hear what you're saying to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I just know that, um, just like Pastor said Sunday morning, um, more is caught than taught. And so I just want you to be listening for that still small voice. Like it may not be something I'm saying, but it may be something that Holy Spirit drops into your heart. We've been doing this in Sunday school, and and it's been really awesome how the Lord's just bringing things either downloads or he's bringing things to your remembrance, right? Because the word is sown in your heart. And so he says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So it's going to be like, it's coming out of here and just getting revelation that's maybe been tucked back or tucked in. And so I, I want to talk to you about the believer's authority tonight. I have no idea what direction the Lord wants to go. I've been all over the place and uh, it's been a crazy spinning day, but, um, my husband sent me a text this morning to let me know he's praying for me. It was Proverbs 16.1. He says, um, it says, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue comes from God. Amen. So I have been preparing my heart for, for a long time to be able to do this. And I just, uh, I read, I was reading in Acts and I was looking for, we were talking about the Holy Spirit this last Sunday in Sunday school. And I came upon this Acts 10.48 and this is my prayer tonight. It says, while Peter was still speaking, so he was preaching to the crowd, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. That is my prayer. That as I'm speaking the word, the Holy Spirit's going to fall. And he's going to just meet you right where you're at. Amen. And he really ministered to the people at that time. So, when we talk about the believer's authority, the, the picture that keeps coming to my mind is that we are in an army. We're, we are in the military. You know, and, and we talk about uh, that, well, Paul says that you are a soldier in the army of God. That you're not to conduct yourself to the affairs of this world, but you are in a different world, right? So, so we've been equipped for not the physical military like our guys are in, but for a different kingdom and to take authority in that kingdom. And Jesus said um, in Luke 10, 19, he says, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Say all the power, all the power of the enemy. And that word authority means a delegated influence. It's given you jurisdiction, liberty, power, right, and strength. Jesus says, I'm giving that to you to have over all the power. And that power of the enemy is the same dunamis power that we were given. It is um, might, power, and strength. Okay, so your enemy has power. Don't think that he is, that he hasn't. He's still, he's still prowling around, right? Still prowling around, trying to seeking whom he may devour. But it says, I'm giving you authority over all that. So it's time for us to stand up, get our backbones on and say, I have authority over all of that. 
Everything that we see happening in the world today, we have authority. But we're not fighting against flesh and blood, right? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We have to take our battles to the heavenlies where we are positioned. Amen? So in, um, let's see here. When we recognize our authority, we're honoring our authority. And where does our authority come from? It comes from God. It comes from Jesus says, I give it to you. He says, I give you authority. And if, if, when you have time, just read John 14 through 17. It's so beautiful. And Jesus, it's all in red. It's Jesus talking to his disciples. He's talking to you and I. The word is living and active and powerful. Jesus says he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said there, it's for now. Amen. Okay, so let's see where do I want to go first. Ah, la, la. Yeah, hold on. Too many, too, many, too many papers here. Let me just read some of the notes that I wrote down. We need to know what belongs to us because knowledge acted upon brings results. So we need to know what belongs to us. This authority, um, Jesus uh, in Ephesians 6, in fact, let's just go there since that's the one that rose up in my spirit. Ephesians 6, and you all know this, but I want to really focus on having fresh ears to hear something new that the Lord's saying, because as we go into this next year, I mean, you think what we did the last two years, like it's over, well, it's only just begun. We need to be prepared as believers, filled with the Holy Spirit and his power to be able to walk through it without bowing to it. Does that make sense? We need to know our authority because we're not of this world. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. This is Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the power of his might. And that word power there is that dunamis dynamite power. But it's in his might. So it's that, again, it's that delegated authority of knowing who, where your power comes from. It comes from him who's invested it on the inside of you. He's given it to you. He's given you authority. He's given you jurisdiction. And so I love just the analogy. And I, I'm not an authority on this, so just... I'm just going to give you like the surface view of it, but of a policeman. So if you see a policeman and he goes out, he's, he, go, he wakes up in the morning and he puts on his uniform. He's got his gun. He's got his bat. He's got his handcuffs. He's got all the stuff. He's got his badge. He's got all the stuff he needs, right, to go out. And he goes out and he's having to take care of a traffic jam. The lights aren't working, and he's out there taking care of the traffic, right? He's out there with his hand up, and he's here doing this, and he's blowing his whistle, and he's telling people to come, and telling people to go, and people do what he says. Why? Because he has been delegated authority, and people know it because of what he's got on. So when you've been given the armor of God, that is your garments of authority in the heavenly realm. You know, it says, uh, submit yourself to God, resist the devil. Well, that word resist means that you're pushing back against him, saying no. Blowing the whistle, saying no, stop right there. Come on. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, healing. 
come on, come on. No, you stop. But if the policeman goes out in his normal clothing, like he's a civilian, and he goes out and he gets in the middle of a traffic, do you think anybody's going to stop? Do you think anybody's going to listen to him or be directed by him? No. No. So we need to know our authority and put it on. Put it on. And you think, well, I put on my armor once. Why do I have to put it on again? Every, this is why you do it. I'll tell you why you do it. You may have it on. You may sleep with it on. You may shower with it on. You have to put it on every single morning because the devil is hard-headed and he's, ne- he's never going to leave you alone. He's going he's gonna to wake up every morning to steal, kill, and destroy you. So you need to put on your armor every morning and remind the devil that you are clothed for authority. I'm walking in my authority today. Right? I'm putting on. First he says, let's just read the whole thing because he hates it when we do this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Does that sound like anything we would look, we would find on the earth? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, people. We cannot look to the person and say, ugh. It's not the flesh. It's in the spirit. It's principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. We have to recognize who our enemy is. Therefore, take up the whole armor, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, what are we going to do? Stand. We're not backing up. We're not crouching down. We're not trying to hide out. No. We're standing. We're taking our authority and our jurisdiction. Like the Lord, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, you're going to be you're going, to be, you're going to be my person in Jerusalem, which was home. That's where they were at. And then he says, you're going to go to Judea. Let's see. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And he says, you're going to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. So we're going to start here at home. Let's get our authority and our jurisdiction taken care of at home. Can we take authority over the devil in our home? That's where we start. And then we're like, okay, I'm good here. Okay, now let's... Spread it out a little bit. What about our community? How about our community? Let's start taking authority in our community. And then our state. And then our country. And when we do that, this is what I see, y'all. I mean, I keep seeing it in my mind, so I'm going to share it with you. You know the armies, and I think they're probably Chinese or Russian or wherever over there, but they, how, you know how they march, how they get together, and you see them, and they're all in sync, and they're all in sync, and there's like, it looks like there's a million of them, and they're all walking side by side, boom, 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 all together, all walking in the same direction, all in one, all in sync, going in the same direction. And Philippians 1.27 this is one prayer that I've prayed for a really long time, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified if my phone will recognize me. Thank you. Um, so this is Paul talking to the Philippians, and he says, this is the Amplified, so it's going to be a little loud, so if you need to cover yours. Only be sure to lead your lives in a manner that will be worthy of the gospel of Christ. This is verse 27. So that whether I do come and see you or remain absent, I will hear about you, that you are standing firm. This is it. This is us. This should be our focus. That you're standing firm in one spirit and one purpose. 
one spirit and one purpose. We have one purpose, and that's Jesus. It's all about him, and it's all about how many people we can introduce to him so we can get out of this place. Because he says, until everybody hears about me, I'm, I know I'm not coming back. I don't know when I'm coming back, but I know I'm not coming back because it says that everyone on the earth is going to be able to hear about me and at least have an opportunity to accept me. So that's our job while we're here. It's one purpose. With one mind striving side by side as if in combat for the faith of the gospel. And what's the gospel? The good news about Jesus. And about what he did. That's the sole purpose of a Christian is to live your life worthy of him. And there's a, and that's another scripture in Colossians. Uh, let's see, Colossians 1. And the prayers that Paul prayed over the churches in Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, all of those prayers should just be daily prayers that you pray because they're so good. If I can find, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Some of these pages are a little worn. Um, Okay, so Colossians 1, verse 9, Paul is telling the Colossians, he says, for this reason, since since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask. So this is the prayer that we're going to pray for yourself. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, that power is dunamis, the dynamite power from the spirit, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. So our lives should be a joyful experience of what Jesus has done for us, and that we walk worthy of that, that that we're portraying that. We're his ambassadors, right? We're supposed to be looking like him. And so I just believe that we're supposed to be, our life isn't our own anymore. We're walking side by side, contending with a single mind. That's, that should be our focus. It's like whatever, it, whatever the direction is, we're going because of Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We're marching. Our orders are his. We're his. And we're all armed up, like we all have our own armor. And everybody's armor looks different. I mean, I've seen it in the spirit. It's so awesome. Everybody has, their armor looks different, even though you are. Let's go back to Ephesians 6, because I didn't finish it. I'm a little squirrel today. Okay. Stand therefore, having gird your waist with truth. So we got truth is right here in this really important part. Um, right here, girded, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, so we've got truth and righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, there's that word gospel again, the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus, and it brings peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which, with which you will be able to quench all, say all, the fiery darts of the wicked one. If you don't have your shield of faith up, Guess what's coming? Every day. Darts. Not just one. He's going to find your weak place, and he's just going to be like, I know myself. Like, it's happened. It's like, where was my faith? Where was what Jesus told me 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we don't have faith, if we don't have our shield of faith, it means we don't have word. No word, no faith. So your shield of faith is the word. You have to have your shield of faith up. Otherwise, darts are coming. And then you got to go through surgery with the Holy Spirit, and you got to get them pulled out. you got to do freedom prayer. Just saying, example. <laughs> That's what happens. You have, to, you have to get help when you have darts like that in your life because it, if you don't, it, what happens is it cripples you, it sidelines you, it gets you, out of the, it gets you out of the army. And can you imagine, like, let's just picture this. You have a million-man march, and somebody falls. It's like dominoes. That's what it's like in the spirit. If we're not all focused with a single mind of Jesus and fulfilling what he has called us to do, then guess what? If somebody falls out, then it's a domino effect. So what do you do? You've got to hurry up and pick up your brother and get, we're walking side by side. I kind of think it's like going down the yellow brick road. Like we're, we've got our arms hooked. Like we're going in this direction. We're going there together with a single mind. But if your mind isn't renewed to the word of God, which is what we're supposed to do, right? Renew your mind to the word of God. If it's not renewed to the word of God, then you're going to have a hard time staying focused on that one purpose. Amen? And take on the helmet of salvation. So why is your salvation so important? It all starts right there. Knowing your salvation. Where does it come from? Jesus. It's all about him. If we can just remember that, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. When Paul, when, okay, let me finish this. Sorry, I'm just getting off again with that. Um, the last thing is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is my favorite thing, because the word is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is your only, def uh, like, it's like your only weapon that's, not defensive, it's offensive. It's the only thing, and so it's, but it's not here, it's here. Just like Jesus in Revelations, there was a sword in his mouth. The sword is in your mouth. But, the, but Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of your tongue. There's power here. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. It's all here. So this is what you need to have on your tongue. This needs to be the sword coming out of your mouth because there's so much power in it, right? Hebrews 4.12, my favorite, the word of God is living and active and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce between soul and spirit, join a marrow, and even the very thoughts and intentions of your heart. That's why it's so important to have the word on the inside of you, amen? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So that's what we talked about Sunday. It's so important right now to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was the gift of the Father. It was the promise given when Jesus says, it's expedient that I go away because if I don't go away, then the Holy Spirit's not going to come. And if he doesn't come, then you're going to be like, without me. He says, I'm going to come in the form of Holy Spirit. And so each one of us have, have the special gifting to come on the inside of us. Like we're never going to be alone ever, ever, ever again. So that's the next step. It's like, once you receive Jesus, he's like, go and wait, and I'm going to pour out the Holy Spirit upon you. But now, you know, because when you get born again, you can actually get it, you can get it all at the same time. I know some of you that's happened for. It's like when you got born again and you asked Jesus to come in, 
you know, it happened, and that's what happened to some of the guys in Acts, right? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were like, wait, 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 wait. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. And they're like, well, you can't. I mean, like when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and somebody says, that's not for, that's not for today. Uh-oh. Too late. Too late. Sorry. I got it. I'm not giving it back. I'm keeping it. Um, 1 Corinthians 2, when Paul's talking to the Corinthians, he's encouraging them. Uh, they, were, they were all getting all super excited about their gifts, and everybody was flowing in the gifts, which the gifts are a gift, right? It's all given as the Spirit wills. It says it's given severally as the Spirit wills. That's not something you get to ask for. He's, he gives it to you. And so, and he does give it to you. Like, you all have gifts of the Spirit. Like, they're flowing in your life. You just have to recognize it and develop it and know how to flow in it. But this is what, this just popped on the inside of me when I read this, because this is how I feel. Second, 1 Corinthians 2, 3, no, let's see, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. This is what I love. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And that's my prayer. It's like the Holy Spirit has to come in. He's the teacher. He's the helper. He's the one who's going to show you all things. We can kind of help cultivate it. We can kind of help stir it up. But it's your personal relationship with Holy Spirit. He's the one who has the demonstration. We can only just provide an atmosphere for it. Oh, my gosh. When I was driving, I was driving to, um, I think I was going to Bernie last week. I can't remember. I was driving down the road. It was on Highway 46. I was going either through Bernie or to Bernie. And I, I'm not, I'm, oh, my gosh. Maybe next, I'm preaching next Wednesday, just FYI. The Lord showed me this most amazing. I was minding my own business, just praying in the Holy Spirit. And I got this whole vision of of, uh, it's crazy. I can't even try to explain it to you right now. I tried to tell Laura, but it was like, mm. I have to show it to you. It's kind of a, uh, what's it called when you use props? Huh? No, like I would have something sitting right here and I would be having to show you. So I'm just like, I don't know how I was going to do that. I, I guess it is visual props. Anyway, it was so powerful. I had to pull off on the side of the road. I was just bawling my head off. He was just showing me. It was so cool. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was using a sponge in a wrapper, but I'm going to save it for next time. What time is it? Okay. So anyway, he says, what? <laughs> Y'all are so funny. Um, okay. Well, it'll make you come back next Wednesday, right? Okay. <laughs> but this is what I love. He keeps on, he keeps on talking to them and he says, um, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. So this was back, you know, 2,000 years ago, or whenever, a long time ago. We, who were, he says, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So he's talking about the supernatural. He's talking about the rulers, the principalities, rulers, and powers of darkness. That's what he's talking about right there. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery... 
the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages. God ordained this before the ages, y'all. Before the ages, he ordained it, which none of the rulers of this age knew. Okay, so the devil and all of his little minions, whatever, whoever's he's got out there doing all of his stuff. Because if they had known, they would not have crucified Jesus. <laughs> so that's the wisdom of God. The devil cannot understand the wisdom of God. You understand? That's why we ask in Ephesians 1.17 that the Lord would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him because the devil can't understand that wisdom. He has no comprehension of it. He cannot understand it. It says it right here. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord. But, it is, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of the man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And a lot of churches stop right there. Like denominational churches, they'll stop right there. It's like, oh, see, God hasn't revealed them to us. No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man. So we're just going to have to stay in this, this little place with no knowledge, no wisdom, no understanding. But let's read verse 10. But wait, there's more. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Again, another reason why it's important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because God reveals them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. The Spirit searches all things. He, nothing's hidden from him. Nothing's hidden from him. He knows all things. And this is what's so cool. But he has revealed them to us. He has revealed them to us, all things. We have the capacity on the inside of us to know all things. You just have to tap into it. You just, have to, you just have to find that connection and tap into him. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. All the things that have freely been given to us by God. Amen? Okay, flip over to Second Peter. Peter and Paul, they just like tag teamed. You know, they just like, when you go back and forth with all this stuff, they kind of just tag teamed one another. Second uh, Peter 1 verse, oh, I don't know. So Simon Peter, verse 1, a bondservant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have ob obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power, that word power, dynamite, dunamis, boom power. Let me just read. Miraculous power. This is what dunamis means. Miraculous power, ability, abundance, might, and miracles. That's what that word power means. His divine power has given to us all things. Say all things again. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers, partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. All of that's ours. 
You just have to step into it. You just have to get into step with it. Walking, walking in it, and just looking to Jesus. It's all about him. The author and finisher of our faith, it's always going to be about him. It's all about him, and he's the one who's coming back for us. So we need to be looking to him. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. <laughs> okay, wow. That was interesting. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that you sent him. Thank you that you purpose for us to be right here in this time, in this season, because this is when, this is when we can be the best for you. I thank you for every person for, that's here. I thank you for the spirit that lives on the inside of them. I thank you for all of your promises that they're all yes and amen. I thank you that your plan for us is good and not evil to give us a future and a hope, Lord. And I pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding to see and know and comprehend everything that you have done for us and that we can walk in it and that we recognize that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, Lord, but that we are winning the war in the heavenlies because we're seated with you, Jesus. That's what your word says, and we're so grateful. I thank you so much for your power and your presence and for your Holy Spirit that's going to minister to each person tonight, Lord, as they go. In Jesus' name, amen.